0: All right, Justin, I think we're going to keep going with this whole uh, ABCD game. I really kind of liked doing that uh, the last couple of weeks. So once again, just to remind you of what these categories are is A is the traditional game. It's a song that's going to be kind of loosely related to something with the movie. Uh, B is just a song thing that is in my head. C is a Bit of movie trivia that does not necessarily pertain to this movie or anything related to this movie is just something movie-related I found out or anything like that. And D is just whatever random like thing that's like topically on my mind. I will say this, Justin, I don't have a D for this episode. So if you choose D, I'm just going to kind of sit here in silence for about three minutes. So picking D is probably the, the worst option you could choose. But uh
1: it's up to you just No man 3 3 minutes of silence sounds wonderful. Um
0: <laughs> I don't know how to take that. Are you like saying that 3 minutes of my voice is bad?
1: No, I'm just saying silence just 3 minutes of just straight silence is not something that you get every day. So That's fair. That that probably would <laughs> actually be a treat for a lot of people. Um but uh but man i'm a, I'm a sucker for movie trivia. I like learning new things about films or behind the scenes or actors and actresses. so yeah, I think we're gonna go with that. I think we're gonna go with the letter C
0: here. All right, we are going with a bit of movies you know news trivia, whatever you want to call it. Um, so did you guys
2: know that?
0: Uh, there is a uh, new um. Well, there's a couple of uh, Pinocchio movies
2: coming out this year.
3: I knew there movies was a, as a
1: plural. Yeah, yeah. Hmm.
3: I knew there was one. Just like a, I don't know if it, I think it's a live action version of it, but I don't know anything else.
0: There's a version of Pinocchio. That's kind of a darker version, which of course it is, because it's directed by Guillermo del Toro. It's got Kate Blanchett and Ewan McGregor and Finn Wolfhard and Ron Perlman and Tilda Swinton, Christoph Waltz, uh, John Turturro, like all these crazy actors. Like that might be good, but you know it's fucking Pinocchio. Whatever. Uh, Sounds
1: tight. The cast, anyway. Yeah.
0: There's a there's a live action one that I think th- this is the one you were referring to, Heather, um, from Disney, that has uh, Tom Hanks as Geppetto and Joseph Gordon Levitt as Jiminy Cricket, Luke Evans is in it, Keegan Michael Key's in it, uh, you know, uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis, um, you know, so that's a movie there's a third one that I think technically it was released in 2021, but I think most people are really just kind of finding out about it now called uh, Pinocchio, a true story. It's kind of like a, a digitally animated movie. And um, I'm, you guys actually can uh, get points on this one. If you can guess uh, who does the voice
2: of Pinocchio. In this one, voice of Pinocchio. Um. Hmm. Millie
1: Bobby Brown. I don't know. It's <laughs> a guess.
3: Um. No. <laughs> Dang it! Dang it! Voice of Pinocchio. Um, Man, I don't know. I kind of just want to say Jonathan Taylor Thomas because he did that old Pinocchio. And it would be funny to have an adult him doing it.
0: So you think John, JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, is your guest? Just for sure. humor reasons.
3: <laughs> yes.
0: You were incorrect also. Um... No. Okay. It is none other than the weasel himself, Polly fucking Shore. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's not like I have saw that coming. It's not Polly Shore doing a, a kid voice. It's Polly Shore sounding like fucking Polly Shore. Like
2: primetime
0: in the 90s,
2: the weasel Fucking voice. <laughs> Interesting.
3: Yeah, like, why, though? <laughs> There's so many options. Like, I mean, you have to specifically be looking for a very Pauly Shore thing if you're having him do the
2: voice. <laughs> I
0: mean, Justin, do you, do you remember that Roberto Benini?
1: Pinocchio. <laughs> yes, how could I forget it? It was terrible.
2: Doesn't this somehow sound worse?
1: Like, yes, Paul Nokio <laughs> sounds worse. Yes, it does.
3: <laughs> Paul Nokio. Yeah,
0: there's
1: a
3: fucking
0: dude, and I've seen clips of it, and it really is. He's like, come on, Papa. I want to be a real boy. Oh, no like that type of shit man. Dang, cuz. Like I just want to know how they go. You know what? We need to pl- we need somebody to voice this little boy. Let's get this 50-year-old man
2: to do right. his normal 50-year-old man voice.
3: <laughs> yeah. It makes me want to go like look up the trailer for it now though.
0: I don't know if you really want to, but I mean, <laughs> I, I I am surprised that there was also three fucking Pinocchio movies like coming out this recently. Like has it Pinocchio been done? Like,
3: yeah, the dark Pinocchio kind of sounds interesting, but yeah, it's almost like, I feel like there's not a whole lot you can do with that story. Unless you do something like, a twist on it, like the dark Pinocchio,
0: or a Polly short, or a Paul Pinocchio, as Justin uh, Paul Pinocchio. I just, I, I'm fucking flabbergasted that there's just a run on Pinocchio on top of everything.
2: Because I just, yeah, I don't weird. know
0: anybody that's like, you know what? I need to watch me some Nokio.
3: <laughs> like ever, I've never heard someone willingly just be like, I want to sit down and watch this. For any of the Pinocchios.
2: Yeah. I mean, Justin, when was the last time you craved some Pinocchio? Man. uh,
1: Honestly, the last one that I saw was the animated one. And that was maybe like two or three years ago. I was just in the mood for some old ass disney and i went back and watched that and snow white and sleepy Be- it was like it was around the time no it may have been uh, older than that it was around the time disney plus first came out and you know you see everything on there and you're like man i haven't seen these old ones in a long ass time let me watch some of these see how they hold up now see what i think of them now and i think i watched it then which i still like it but Man, it's never anything that I'm just like, I don't know. I'm never just sitting there going, (laughs) man, I need to get some Pinocchio in my life. It's not really like one of those things, but it is one of those stories that has just been around a long time. And I don't know, people keep, re. it's one of those that people just keep reimagining. I don't know. I guess people. But they're not really reimagining. Yeah, they're just kind of telling the same story with a different cast or a different, you know. There was a horror one, Pinocchio's Revenge. <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> Wait, what? Oh uh,
1: Yeah, you didn't know about Pinocchio's Revenge.
0: I did not know about Pinocchio's Revenge.
1: Yeah, Pinocchio's Revenge.
0: Let's
3: see if it's on that their
0: iTunes real quick or something. <laughs>
1: oh you gotta look at
3: the poster for that it looks yeah what you would expect it to look like
1: wait till you see the poster
3: (laughs) I don't know if I
0: want to see the poster I just want to watch it
1: yeah it's a slasher bro it's a slasher bro it's Pinocchio's Revenge so whatever you imagine you're probably right it came out in 96 in 96 (laughs) oh that's the glory days of this shit yep That was when everything had to be horror. You know, shocker and all of that stuff. Um, Dr. Giggles. uh, (laughs) Justin, you don't have to sell me on it. I want to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) What was some other uh, not iconic horror? Around that time, there was also horror
0: icons. There was also... uh, that's also around the time of lawnmower man. Yep. Yep. Um, I want to say one of the sequels to that, that one about the cop that would just go on homicidal rampages. Maniac and, cop. Yeah. Yep. I, I think one of the maniac cops came out in the mid nineties.
1: Uh, what about stepfather? uh, I don't know is he he's not iconic enough to be a horror icon right like you, nobody goes the stepfather is an icon so yeah I think he counts as more of like a bargain band he's had a lot of sequels had a remake but I don't know if he's quite I don't know if he's in the club though I don't know where the stepfather where you put the stepfather man I just <laughs> want to watch this movie where is it at <laughs>
0: Oh man. Don't show me. But there oh. were so many. Oh my god, that looks amazing. I just see a picture of the <laughs> nook in it.
2: hmm
1: Yeah, look how he looks. Look how Pinocchio looks. Look at those psychotic murdering eyes. That literally just I think looks- you really like it.
0: Oh my god, and it's an hour thirty six. Oh my god. It's like the perfect runtime for a movie. Oh, I've never wanted to watch a movie so much. I like one of the first reviews on IMDb for it is could be worse.
1: That's a tight review.
0: Just could be worse. I'm like, I respect the fuck out of that. The, the That's next the one, sweet
3: spot of those movies. The next one,
0: it's, it's an okay movie. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: find out he way to he, watch went, this. he went to could be worse, man. that's like when some bad happens to you, you' trying to like downplay it,
0: you feel like yeah he
1: went there for his review. it could have been worse, <laughs>
0: well, yeah, I mean technically that could be the review for any movie almost it could have been worse
1: I'm gonna right. yeah but but. But you know what energy he'd had to tap into. He had to tap into, you knew he, you could tell he had to tap into another place because that's how the movie did him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Santa sleigh? Yep. I, I was just thinking that I was about to say, what is the one with Goldberg? Yeah. Santa sleigh. You could say that, but could be worse.
2: Mm-hmm. You sure could. I mean, not by much, but it could have been.
3: Mm-hmm. It's an okay movie. <laughs> wow,
0: I can't find it anywhere to watch, but I'm I'm gonna figure it out. Like, then that's what sucks about being in 2022 and trying to be legit with shit. Like, I I wanna. Like spend the money on it or, you know, watch it on something I already spend money on, you know, because I want these people to make money off of it. They did it and all this other stuff. But then they don't have it anywhere. And I'm like, you make me go to illegal means to watch this shit. I'm I'm sitting here trying to give you money and you go, no. Do it illegally. Come on, guys. It's 2022.
1: (laughs) There's no excuse. Uh do, do you remember Sick? S I C K? The serial the insane sound- clown killer. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I remember Sick.
1: Do you remember the vampire dentist? Dr. Van Den? <laughs> I don't know if
0: I remember that one. Mid nineties though reminds me though. Vampire in Brooklyn came out in mid nineties.
3: Yep.
1: hmm
3: Honestly, I think it was ninety six.
0: There was at least like three or four puppet master sequels that year.
2: That could be one of them that
0: you were talking about. Those non-iconic ones, because like the puppet master franchise is special to me. You know, I love the puppet master movies, but like a ton of people don't realize that there's like 12 of those.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I didn't till you told me. Yeah. I was like, what? It's gone that far.
0: There's so many Puppet Master movies. But dude, that used like that used to be the hallmark though of the sci fi channel in the late nineties. Was playing shitty T V edits of early to mid ninety horror films. Man. Like Man, another one that's kind of up there with that type of thing that you think is iconic. But when you really think about it, it's not is the Critters franchise. Yeah, the Critters Critters, franchise is not as iconic as you would actually think it'd be. If you watched those movies growing up. Because I've come to find out a lot of people did not watch them. Like I did. So I thought everybody did. You know, like, that's just what was in my head. Everybody watched the Critters movies. And then you'll talk to people and you'll mention something about Critters. And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about.
2: And you're like, oh. Never mind then. Did you watch Critters, Heather? I did not. Do you know what the Critters are?
3: Vaguely.
0: Oh, man. Didn't they make an animated show on that, too? Or is that just Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? I know they did that animated series.
1: Yeah, I don't think they did Critters. But I remember Critters and Critters Aftershock. and No, that was Tremors. Well, yeah, My there bad. was Tremors Aftershock, yeah, but, but yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that Tremors was Aftershock. But no, I remember Critters. I didn't see them all, though. What are there, like, four or five of them?
0: I think so. <laughs> I know there's the one with the people that have no faces. Um, I distinctly remember that Uh, all I know is, and I don't know which critter it's in, but the most iconic thing about the critters to me is there's one of the movies. I know it's not the first one, but in one of the movies, they form a gigantic ball of critters and they're like rolling down a hill and these people are running away. And this, this ball of critters rolls over an old man, like a farmer. And then after it rolls over, he's just a skeleton.
3: I do you remember on one of the episodes uh, we talked about that at one point.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I forgot it was from that though.
0: I think we talked about that with Josh because it was either Josh or Ryan because think you're right. Critters is exactly something Josh or Ryan would love.
1: And yeah, I want to say it might be the, the only franchise to have um, an ass eating kill because wasn't somebody on the toilet I think so. And they just
0: got, they just got crittered. And up they the came ass. up
1: through the commode. Yeah. And then they just got crittered. Yeah. He was using the restroom and he was like, oh, you know, he kind of let out a sigh of it feels good to you know? get it out. And then it was like, oh, ah. See, how and is that like, not oh, something man. that's been in a horror movie now? Like, as much as people love
0: eating ass <laughs> now, why has there not been an eating <laughs> ass death?
1: That's the only one I can remember. So it's kind of and iconic to me, but, make, but you're right. It's kind of, it's a, their a bargain band and the tremors probably too, you know? Ooh, I, tr- I, I almost disagree with you on tremors though,
0: just cause it's weirdly got a cult following though.
1: Oh, does it? Are they a bit bigger? It's okay. It's, it's, it's,
0: it's, it's, it's a bit bigger. And I think it's just Kevin Bacon helps. You got ah, Kevin Bacon okay. in your first one.
1: You know? There's grand. been six of them? One was made in 2018? Tremors 6? Dude, they do it. I they, did not they know like, this.
0: They have like a Tremors 1900s. Where they go back in the past and have a Tremors movie. Wow. Oh, yeah, dude. The Trimmers have exploded. There's They have the baby Trimmers that have like, heat sensing like vision in the third one. I think that that's where they introduced the flying trimmers and they like have ass explosions. I think they literally called them ass bursters because they have like ass explosions and it just shoots fire out their ass and they glide with wings like little jets. They fly <laughs> like little jets. Wow. Yeah. There's like a trimmer 1900s edition. Uh Yeah. They've got a ton of those movies, dude.
2: And that guy that plays the gun nut in the first one, I think he's in all of them. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, do you remember that one movie there was like a Cujo ripoff and it was like a dog that was genetically altered with other animals' DNA and it got out of like a lab? and like a family adopted it but it started killing people. I want to say it was like man's best friend or something. I
1: think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it.
0: That'd be from that yeah. time period cuz I remember there's one scene
1: yep. where the dog's best friend. The
0: dog's chasing a cat and then and like the cat runs up a tree and you're like, "Oh, dog can't get up the tree." And then it goes to like a 90s Info dump scientific explanatory thing where it shows that they had genetically engineered this dog with jaguar DNA. So all of a sudden, jaguar claws come out of the dog's paws and it's able to climb up the tree and get the cat.
1: Yep. Man's best friend. And then there was one with cats, strays.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Man, how are we going to pivot this into terrible. a fucking rom com?
1: I know, woo. One of these days, we're gonna have to do bargain bin horror uh, and just watch a ton of them and talk about them.
0: Ooh, That means you guys
1: have to watch *Lamageddon*. Oh,
0: oh! And what was that?
1: I've heard horror stories, but I've never
0: seen *Aqua Slash*. You guys have to watch *Aqua Slash*. The most watched TikTok I have is my review of *Aqua Slash*.
1: And you have y'all are watching the damn dentist. Y'all are watching The Dentist.
0: Oh, we have to. Yeah, we have to watch The Dentist, The Dentist 2. The prequel, the orthodontist trilogy or whatever. We'll watch all that shit. (laughs) But Aqua Slash, man, this movie came out like two years ago. And there is a murderous water slide. And it's fantastic.
3: Interesting.
0: Wow. What? I mean, it's it's the water slide itself is not... Like murderous, I I should say it's it's used as a tool of death by a killer. I I phrased that wrong. But although that sounds like a glorious idea too, of like all the inanimate objects to come alive with demonic energy. Why the fuck have we not seen a water slide do it? Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> but yes. You you see you see people get murdered with a water slide and it's fantastic. And I'm not spoiling anything because that's literally the premise of the movie. Aqua slash. So anyway, let's, let's pivot. Cause I really, I didn't, I didn't mean to go this long. I didn't know we were going to get into horror movies. I just wanted to talk about Pauly Shore Pinocchio.
1: I <laughs> know. <God>, <laughs> <laughs> but you know how we are So, yeah So yeah, Here's our theme song
2: somebody else listen
3: to me Nobody knows anything but you
1: Alright Are you ready? Come on Cinema
0: Slayers Slayers Hey, Cinefans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers Podcast. I'm Sterling, and as always, I'm joined by Justin and Heather. And today, we are going to talk about what we liked, didn't like, and everything in between with the J.Lo Lo Owen Wilson film, Marry Me. We will go spoiler-free recommendations and scores, and then into a more spoiler-centric section. And, uh, I guess uh, starting us off, um... Justin, what are your spoiler-free thoughts about uh, Marry
2: Me?
1: Well, I mean, to me, this is just kind of one of those movies where, like, okay, so going in, and when you guys told me what this was, and it was coming out and everything, because I hadn't seen a a preview for it or anything really like that, so I had you know, was just kind of going off what you guys said and kind of looked at the synopsis online. That was the most I knew about the movie going in. And I'm not going to lie. This is just one of those, like, romantic comedies where, like, I I didn't like the premise. I thought that the premise was kind of dumb. Like, when the movie starts, I was like, okay, this is dumb. And then... <laughs> But Owen Wilson and Jennifer Lopez are charming people. Fuck, dude. And <laughs> so this movie is going along, and my walls are coming down, and I'm like, "Why am I enjoying this? What like, the what? Fuck, dude. Why, why am I enjoying this? Like, why do I like this?" And then, and then it gets to the end, and I knew how it was going to end. And I knew what was going to happen. I, it was so predictable. It is just such a predictable romantic comedy. And <laughs> I liked it anyway because I liked them, and, and it was cute, and it was fu- and it was funny at times. And they made it work, man. This is this is not a good. This is not what I would call like a top tier romantic comedy. It is not. But it's but you got a top tier performance from the two leads, <laughs> and 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 that sometimes means something man so even though I can't like say that it's a great movie it it winds up being decent it's a solid you know if you watch this on Valentine's Day you could have done a lot worse than this you know if you're if if you know romantic comedies float your boat I mean you'll probably like this one there's enough in here to like some of the songs were even catchy like I can't believe I'm saying that, but yeah, I I, like midway I paused it and was like, am I enjoying this movie? Like I had to like, (laughs) really like look inward and ask, like, are you enjoying this now? And, and, and the answer was, yes, I I did. I actually wound up enjoying this more than I thought I would.
2: Uh, What about you, Heather?
3: Yeah, I mean... It's not really a surprise that I enjoyed it because I do like rom coms a lot and um, my obvious obsession with J Lo. So clearly, I, this was a movie catered towards me. <laughs> but it, you know, and I always know with rom coms, like they are mostly going to be very predictable and very paint by numbers and all those things. But I really, I think that, <laughs> Jason hit it dead on with like you still enjoy it. Like there's something still just very enjoyable about this very, um, you know, predictable story and movie and you just like it anyway. And it is, it's because the leads and even the, honestly, the supporting characters too, were very, very uh, fun and charming people. And um, yeah, I mean, Owen Wilson, he's, he's a very endearing person in this movie and I just didn't expect it even though I've never really specifically seen Owen Wilson be like super bad in anything, but I don't know why. Like, I feel like rom-com could be sort of his lane if he wanted it to be because he was just very endearing in this, Um, you know, and JLo was basically, I think, kind of being a dramatized version of herself. You know, I mean, being in the limelight, having a bunch of relationships out in the open for everybody to know about. You know, but, and I think that might be why she kind of played this role super well, because it's kind of her life. And so she could kind of speak to it and relate to this character in that way. But um, I mean, Sarah Silverman was great in this. Um, This is named John Bradley, the guy from Game of Thrones, her assistant or her agent. I mean, I loved him in this. I think he was fantastic in this movie. Um, Yeah, I just think that it, it had a very it had a decent enough supporting cast of characters with the leads that just made this enjoyable and the music really was catchy i mean i'm not again not like you know necessarily grammy winning type of <laughs> soundtrack or anything but it was catchy i enjoyed it but it there was just something about it and while it was a very predictable romantic comedy there were just some elements to it that i did enjoy that i think this movie kind of um, honed into a little bit more than others as far as what love really is and what relationships really are. And, you know, I know we'll get into that a little bit more, but I, I actually kind of appreciated some of the, you know, little little things that they put in this about, you know, sort of realistic expectations and not, you know. So, um, yeah, I I thought it was good. Again, it's definitely not like, This is the greatest romantic comedy I've ever seen, but it's probably been, I guess, in more recent years that I've seen new rom-coms. It's probably one of the more enjoyable ones for me. So, yeah.
0: This movie has absolutely one of the dumbest premises of all time for a rom-com. And that's (laughs) saying a lot for rom-coms. But it has one of the absolute
2: worst. But Jastin just like you said. Fuck this
0: movie is enjoyable. <laughs> it's enjoyable as fuck. And I think I think the ridiculous premise kind of adds to that in, in enjoyability of this movie because it's so fucking dumb that this movie just wholeheartedly and genuinely just leans the fuck into it, and it's it's just like J Lo says in the movie,
2: you turn into the skid,
0: and that's what they did, and wasn't it J Lo or was that Sarah Silverman? Somebody in this fucking movie. Yeah, talks that's what,
1: what. Yeah, J Lo said that. Yeah, yeah. you turn into it. You turn yeah, in, yeah. That's what this movie does.
0: It goes. This is dumb,
1: but we're gonna go
0: completely into it, unapologetically <laughs> so, and just genuinely. J Lo and Owen Wilson just make this movie fucking great. And, and 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 just like you brought up heather the side characters are they're kind of what seal the deal uh sarah silverman and the other guy what was his name john bradley john bradley they're the ones that 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 seal it like yeah. i don't i if they weren't as funny and as
2: like endearing as they were I
0: don't think this movie would have fully landed. Yeah. But I agree. But because they were they 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 balance it out well and they just they just fully sealed the deal
2: on this. I mean this
0: to me, and also like we've talked about it before. Some cliches can be bad. But cliches can also add to a movie if you do them right. Because it adds that that little bit of of familiarness to the movie. Familiarity. I can't say that word. I tried to not, but I I had to. It, It adds to that. And in doing so, that's what sometimes can make a movie work. It's just by making them feel familiar. And like this movie just harkens back. To like, what, like those early 2000s rom-coms? You remember when we were getting like two yeah. rom-coms a month? Like just yeah <laughs> rom-com city.
1: This harkens yeah, back when, to that time. And it's crazy to think about that too, because man, actors and actresses used to just make, they made a living off of rom-coms. Like some actors and actresses, that's all they had to do. Because there were so many of them, you know, that they were in, you know.
0: Well, as far as acting goes, that's kind of what made J-Lo's career.
1: Yeah. She came from kind of this. Yeah. Yeah. She was cut from this cloth. Yeah.
0: And. But like, it kind of made me miss those days of just like. That type of rom-com. We haven't gotten some like that in a while. And this kind of. Hit the nail on the head, but then was still very modern. With everything, too, it, it didn't it didn't date it. I mean, it dates itself because it, it's very much of now. But it, that adds to it, you know? I think that they, they just hit all the same notes that all these other fucking movies
2: hit, but they kept it true to themselves. And in doing so, just kind of made it this warm, heartfelt surprise of a fuck fest of a movie.
0: <laughs> and two, I think that the way they set this movie up too, with the, 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 the part where the premise hits where, you know, she's like, I'll marry you. And Owen Wilson just blindly walks the fuck up there and marries her. To me it was one of the most relatable scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Because if JLo ever pointed at me and goes, Hey, I'm going to marry you. I go, okay. (laughs) I get it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I get that. I get it. I get it too. (laughs) Totally get it.
0: It was just relatable. I'm like, yeah, that's what you do in that situation. He did exactly what any person ever would do. I get it. (laughs) And I think that that's what helps seal the deal too, is like when you see the scene actually play out, because you see little bits of it in the trailer and stuff like that. But when you see the scene play out, you're like, nope, that's realistic as fuck. That's how that happens. <laughs> but like, but like, fuck. Like, weren't some of the scenes just downright adorable as
3: shit? <laughs> you're so angry the way you say it, but yes. <laughs> I'm not angry I'm like, though. That's th- I'm that not it's angry. So cute. <laughs>
0: but it was, they were adorable shit. And like one of the scenes that's in the trailer, but in the movie, it feels so much better. Like that scene. And I know this, it's not a spoiler. It's in the trailer. Like that scene where he's like, well, you know, call me if you're bored. And then she calls him back like right after. And she's like, I'm bored or lonely. Call me yeah. if you're lonely, whatever. And she calls him back like right after. Fuck. That was cute.
2: That was cute. Like this movie is
0: just Filled with those moments. You know? Also, uh, unsung hero that we haven't talked about or nobody's talking about yet. The daughter. His daughter was great. Yeah. She was good. You know? Like, just so many little moments. Like, this movie, I think the way it succeeds is it's, it's successful with little moments. Throughout the movie. Just little moments. And it hits those. So by the time you get to the end, you just have a culmination of little moments that worked, and it makes the overall movie that should be garbage because of what the fuck this movie is. It makes the overall presentation work. It's just little things
2: work throughout the movie.
0: So. Nope. I'm with you guys. I enjoyed the fuck out of this. It was it was a great time. It really was. Like Yeah, no, and and, and a big surprise for me, I didn't realize this is kind of loosely
2: based off a comic book.
3: Yeah, I didn't mm. know that.
0: Yeah, and the, the end credits it says graphic novel by like Bobby Kane or something like that. I'm sorry, I didn't I should have looked it up. And the comic book is, it's kind of loosely based on this. Like, it's not the beginning premise where she's going to get married on stage and all that shit. But the comic book is pop star. She's had a lot of failed relationships, all this stuff. And she's doing a concert in Oklahoma. It's supposed to take place in Oklahoma. So they did change it to New York. I think that's why the ending makes a little more sense. I'll get into that later. But it's... You know, she's at a concert in Oklahoma and guy ends up holding a sign just kind of like in the movie where he ends up holding a marry me sign. And she's just like, I've had a bunch of failed relationships. Like she kind of has that monologue type thing that J-Lo has in this right beforehand and just goes points at the guy and goes, yes, I'll marry you.
2: Yeah, it's like seven issue comic book series.
0: Yeah, that surprised me, too. I'm like, And that's the thing, too, is you never know what was a comic book. There's been lots of random movies that you're like, oh, fuck, that was a comic? Like History of Violence, Road to Perdition. Yeah. These comic book movies will come at, come at you out of nowhere.
2: But, nope, I just,
0: I genuinely just enjoyed the fuck out of this movie. I really did
2: uh recommendations and scores yeah yeah recommendations and score uh heather go
3: yeah i recommend it like i said it's it's probably one of the more enjoyable romantic comedies i've seen in more recent years um it's fun it's enjoyable it's got a lot of things um you know, for people who like music, people who like dancing, people who like love stories and comedy, obviously. So there, you know, it's, it's just a fun, it's a fun movie. It's just a cute, fun movie. It it might surprise you. Like we all said, how much you might like it. Um, It's got a really good cast of people for a movie like this to kind of thrive um, the way that it did in a sense. So yeah, I I think it was definitely worth a watch. Um, Yeah, so I I would recommend it. I'm going to give it um, 70 could be worse out of 100. (laughs)
2: Uh, Justin, what about you?
1: Uh, Yeah, especially if you're somebody who's a fan of these types of movies or you're a fan of these actors or actresses. I, I think that you will like them in this. Like, you know, if you're a fan of J-Lo, you know, you definitely get her. And and like Heather's saying, because she's playing a character that is really just based off of her, you know, it's practically her. Um, she's very comfortable in this role. And then Owen Wilson with his charms and everything like that. It was just like it was just like PB and J, man. They just went together well. And even though, like, I don't think of them as like if I was thinking of a romantic comedy and somebody gave me the synopsis of this, I, I could see myself maybe picking, you know, saying, okay Jayla would make a good character for that. But I don't know if Owen Wilson would have been the first choice I would have been thinking of, especially if I had J-Lo first, like if I had wrote the part for J-Lo and then I had this other person that needed to be this teacher person. I don't know if Owen Wilson would have been my first choice, but they went well together. I mean, surprisingly well together. And I think really that is the magic of this movie. It's not really in the plot, it's not really in the storyline. It's not really in any of those things. None of those things it doesn't reinvent the wheel um and, and sometimes that's okay. you know sometimes you don't have to be innovative and spellbound and to be the bet to be a good movie or an enjoyable movie. Sometimes you just have to you know give fans what they want, and sometimes you just have to do the little things right. And we talk about romantic comedies all the time, how, you know, with a lot of these movies, it's not really about how they end or or even how they start, but it's the journey, you know, it's the journey to get to where we know the destination is. So even though we know where we're going, uh, a lot of these movies really are about the journey. And I can say that this journey was, for the most part, an enjoyable one. You know, so it was, the leads were great. As you guys have said, the supporting characters were great. So I think that uh, that all in all makes for, like Heather said, it's just a fun movie. A fun movie, a cute movie, a movie for the season. Whatever um, description you want to give it, that's what it is. It's just a fun, simple, good time at the movies or on your tablet or wherever you watch this, if you watched it on Peacock. So with that being said, we're going to go with, we'll go with 65, um, 65 dancing numbers in a, in a math classroom out of a hundred.
0: No, I'm kind of right there with you, Justin. If you ever look back through like, Owen Wilson's filmography and stuff like that. He's never really done a traditional rom-com. He's done comedies that have romantic elements in them. You know, like a like a Steve Zissou or a, a, a Wedding Crashers. Like, Wedding Crashers isn't a rom-com. It's a comedy that has some romantic elements in it. But he's never done the traditional rom-com, really. And... So it's one of those things, like, I can kind of completely agree with you. Like, you've got J-Lo. You're not thinking, you know what? We need Owen Wilson. (laughs) Like,
2: Luke, maybe. Luke's done some rom-coms. But not Owen. And, you know, it...
0: Fuck, it just works. Like, they... They have the chemistry they're supposed to to in this movie. You know, it's not like a, it's not like a Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga, where you're like, no, fuck, they're in love. But <laughs> they have the, the chemistry you're supposed to have in this movie. And Owen Wilson just has that right amount of charm, yet believability as a kind of boring math teacher.
1: And maybe that's what it is, because if you casted somebody else, because I was trying to think, okay, who would I have picked? Who would I have immediately thought of for this besides him? And the more you start to think of people like if I was like, okay, Paul Rudd, would he have been, you know, now he's now he played a teacher in the Ghostbusters, but it was a different kind of you know what I mean? It was a different kind of thing that was way more comedic. Than this character, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what it, could. Could Paul Rudd have been that boring or believable as that boring? Maybe not. Would he have been too handsome for this? See, like, like I, so maybe Owen Wilson was the guy. I don't know. Like <laughs> that, but the more you start to think about it, the more you kind of go and like, okay, cast knew what they were doing. Because maybe that's what it is. He's that perfect balance, you know. He's got the charm, but like you said, he's got the math teacher believability aspect to him as well. That maybe some others wouldn't have had, you know. They probably could have done the role, like Paul Rudd, could, could he have done this? Yeah, of course he could have done the role, but will he have, would he have done it as well? Maybe not. And maybe it's because of those, like, some of those intangible things you're talking about.
3: Although I would kind of like to see a rom-com with Paul Rudd and J-Lo now. <laughs> but, no, I get what you're saying.
0: Yeah, but like like I said, Owen Wilson just works because he feels like a guy that would have a flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what makes this movie work. It's like Owen Wilson, like... You he, he does such a good job in this movie as portraying that math teacher that it almost feels like if he hadn't become an actor he would have been a math teacher. You know, yeah. Like that's just what it feels like, and you know, J Lo playing a pop star is the most easy thing you could ever cast. But yeah, just their their workability with it works and oh man there there's a song in this movie the that J Lo's the first real like full song you get from JLo in this movie it's the church song I loved the fuck out of that like that hits all the right buttons for me like <laughs> it's about fucking but you you know you wrap it up in something else to where it's not You're not saying, yeah, we's going to fuck. You put some, some,
2: uh, what's it called? Uh,
0: fuck. The comparison word starts with the M. Um, like a simile metaphor. Yes. Metaphor. Uh, so you use the, the metaphor or something else. And, you know, cause, cause it's me. The fact that they make that metaphor about fucking, uh, they make it kind of sacrilegious. I'm like, yeah, this is my jam. Fucking loved that song. Uh, but yeah, even then, like the "Marry Me" song, I think it's a it's it was a good song. And then they did uh the the ballad version of it, and I thought that that was a very solid one too. I'm like, they really knew what they were kind of doing with this. It's just. Yeah, they're not, like you said, Justin, they're not coming out trying to redefine the genre. But they came out showing you what what this genre is capable of doing. You get the right people. You get, you know, the right writer, the right director. Man, a good rom-com like that, it it hits. That's exactly what this movie does. Um, Like, I'm trying to figure out how do I rate this movie do I rate this movie as like technically as a movie or do I rate it at how I enjoyed it? Cause if I rate it as a movie, it's probably a 65, but if I rate it with how much I enjoyed it, shit, I'm not going to lie. That's probably like an 80, 85. I really enjoyed this shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'll, 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 I'll say the, the, that's my, that's my score for it. Sixty-five as a movie. Movie eighty-five out of enjoyment. Uh, Vitamixes out of a hundred because I panicked. I just said Vitamixes. Man, <laughs> uh, spoilers.
3: Yeah. Yep.
0: Spoilers. Uh, so, what I was alluding to earlier with this—the comic taking place in Oklahoma makes the ending of this movie make sense because they go to a math, like a math tournament in Peoria, Illinois. Nobody from New York City is going to a math tournament in fucking Peoria. I live <laughs> in the same state as Peoria. I'm still not going to Peoria. But from Oklahoma, yeah, I could see it being a step up going to Peoria. But anywhere else, nah. Like, At the end of that movie, I was just like sitting here thinking like when she's like going to Peoria and everybody's like, you know, like, but like, is it real love? Can they make it work? I'm like, man, that woman just went to Peoria, Illinois for your ass. That's true love. (laughs) Because there is absolutely no other reason to go to Peoria other than you have to get back the love of your life. Outside of that, no valid reason. And I was like, that's just legit as fuck.
2: You know, like, but then on top of that, like,
0: oh, man. Like, wasn't it just cheesy fucking cute, though, when she held holds up those signs? When she's like, will you marry me again? Man, I was like, you dumb movie <laughs> and your cuteness. <laughs>
1: Like, once again, that's what yeah, I am saying. full circle moment there.
0: Yeah. yeah. But once again, it's just adorable as shit. Like, man, how's they be doing that? They just, and that's what they did constantly, too. They would just do something, and you're like, man, that's some basic-ass rom-com shit. And then they would just turn up the adorableness meter. And you're just like, oh,
2: this movie. And
0: Like, I liked that scene. When she's on fucking, man, like, and that was like the notes too that I liked with it. Like, you know, when she comes out with that song that's about, you know, everybody thinks it's about him. And it's really about her love for Owen Wilson that she has, but doesn't really realize she has. But she has, but she thinks she has, but, you know, not fully there type of stuff. And they're like, oh, no, but it was about this other guy. And then she's like, no. It's about that teacher. And she just leaves the show. It's one of those, like, grand moments that, that, like, you also see in rom-coms all the time. It's that grand gesture type of thing. Like, her grand gestures leaving Fallon and going to Peoria. Doesn't that just sound weird when you actually say that out loud? Yeah. (laughs) But it works in this movie. Like, and I, man, and I like that scene, too, when she gets there. And Sarah Silverman's, like, you know, kind of like, you know, she was egging on Wilson on the whole time, but then at the end, she gets a little protective. And then she's like, "Yeah, oh, you love this man. I'm helping you out now. Man, that was great. Like, it's it's like little things like that. Like, like I said, this movie is just a culmination of just a bunch of little scenes just working. And one of those little scenes working, and I, I don't typically really get like this with movies, but one of those scenes that really worked in this movie is seeing J Lo just stand there in a button down shirt.
2: You can never go wrong in a movie with a scene like that. You really can't. Uh honestly though,
0: I really don't know what kind of spoilers you can have for this movie, really. It like like you guys we like we've all talked about, it is the most predictable as fuck movie.
2: Like
0: any time in the movie where you think this is going to be the next scene, it is the next scene. It really is. I will say this the one element that did surprise me, and it's a little moment, it has no real, real bearing on the film, but it added for some nice character work and some nice character moments was the fact that the math team lost in the end.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You thought that she would the answer would count just in the nick of time, and nope, didn't give it to her. Yeah, and the, but I liked the moment that that led
0: to. Yeah, you know, yeah, like because that was a genuinely good moment, and that's why I was saying that the daughter was amazing, and she had great chemistry with Owen Wilson because, you know, she starts to feel bad because she's like, it's just like last time, and he's like, no, it's not, and like pumps her up and like shows their relationship and how they've grown throughout the movie and stuff like that. And, like, I was like, man, fuck, that's great. Like, that was just, like, a great little way to tie up that moment, too. Because a traditional movie would have just had her get it right. Like you said, like, in the nick of time, whatever. Bam, they win. Everything's healed because they won. But then they also showed that, like, you can also heal in loss. You know? Like, by failing a second time. That doesn't mean really that it's a complete fail if if you still learn something from, like, each time, you know what I mean? Like, she learned something from the first failure. And while she did fail this time, it still showed progression and growth?
1: Yeah, losing doesn't always mean no progress, you know? And sometimes there's more to be said for the progress you make, especially when it's like like personal progress like that, like a fear or something like that, you know, she did overcome her fear. And that was really more important than the winning the math competition. She won over her fears, you know? So it, it was, it was a solid moment in that way.
0: Yeah. And, 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 and a moment, a lot of movies would have skipped because they would have just yeah. had her get it right. And be like, see, We fixed it. And I think that this just was a a more solid emotional moment to really show the progress of the characters instead of having a default overcoming the situation. Because that scene with her and Owen Wilson, when she's like really upset that she lost it again, it was the same. And he's like, no, it's not the same. And like, you know, like that moment just really worked and like i like i said it really showed the progress of their relationship and and in doing so showed the influence that that jlo had had on both of them in ways that they didn't expect because you know of like who she is and like the big pop star stuff and but she was also like showing that like her her characters want an ability to still connect with people in, in in the smaller ways. I just think a lesser movie would have, would have overlooked that, that moment and would have just gone for the, the quick, easy fix. And I appreciated that about this movie. Uh, Justin, what what are some spoilery things you thought about in this movie?
1: Okay. well, I think I was trying to think, OK, what was the moment where the film kind of started to, I guess you could say, win me over or when it started to kind of chip away at the the, the walls that I had put up, so to speak? Because when the whole I'll marry that guy thing happened, I really was just sitting there going, man, this is so dumb and everything like that. And then Owen Wilson walks up and goes, okay, and everything like that. But when they got in the vehicle, I really liked Owen Wilson's reaction. I really liked how he got in there and he, he just played the scene like somebody who understood. Like, look, I know that you're under a lot of duress right now and everything like that. I'm sorry that this happened to you and it was awkward it it was it, it was the right it, it was the right amount of awkward he seemed genuine like and then her reaction i think was good too and so i didn't expect it to go that way i don't know i guess i was expecting something stupider in that moment but what i got was something just a little more earnest than what i thought i was going to get So then I was like, hmm, I didn't hate that reaction they had there. And then that I think that was the first moment that the movie kind of quote unquote got me because I just didn't expect that when they were having that ride in the car.
0: Let me ask you a question, Justin.
1: Is it because in most movies
0: they probably would have made that that moment more comedic?
1: Yes. And somebody, people would have been yelling or, you know, it would have just been over the top or like, I, I just think it would have been a lot stupider in, in a lesser movie. And and you bring up a good point
0: that like his reasoning, like, and I, I think you're right. That is the, the scene that kind of is the turning point for in this movie, because in that scene, it really sells the fact that he wasn't doing it for, you know, celebrity or.
1: Oh, it's hot J-Lo. Yeah, yeah. It was not about that. He was yeah.
0: doing it because he was like, this person is, you know, like you said, in dress or just having a breakdown and just needs like he just wanted to help somebody like in a genuine, like human being to human being way. This person needs something. Yeah. And if I yeah. do this. In this moment. It'll help that person get
2: through it. You know.
1: And yeah. And, he and I think that. in a lesser movie. He, yeah he totally does. And I think in a lesser movie. He would have been trying to talk to her. She would have been like oh shut up. I don't even know what I just did. And she would have just been really rude. He wouldn't have been able to say anything. Then he would have got mad. Then they would have been angry with each other. and probably both folded their arms sitting in the seat and the scene would have probably ended like that in a lesser movie. But I got some, something that felt kind of earnest and genuine, like you said. And then I was like, huh? Okay. Okay. Marry me. Okay. We'll, We'll see where it goes. So, but, but yeah, I just think that that scene was pivotal because, because the because the scene before it is really like like, like I said, you, it's really dumb, and I don't think I fully brought in. I was I, I wasn't you know I wasn't sold on it. Like, and then that scene was so dumb. So that scene after it, I don't think if it hadn't been that way, I don't know how I would have been the rest of it. You know.
0: No, I I, I completely agree with you because I think that that's where this movie works the most is. The jokes, I think the the more humorous parts come from the side characters and they let the main characters just to have the romantic stuff for the, mo- I mean, you know, there's jokes back and forth, whatever, you know, there's some banter here and there, but the comedy rests in the side characters. Yeah, you know, and I think that helps this movie. Because it lets the moments between J-Lo and Owen Wilson feel more genuine and more romantic and more, you know, those types of elements. But you still get your comedy in it to to still qualify it as a rom-com. Because if this movie wasn't funny, this dumbass premise would not have worked. It, it needs the humor to kind of <laughs> to make you forget. Oh, yeah, it was this dumb movie. But... Yeah, the I, I think that that helps. You know, they stay genuine, and Sarah Silverman, and fuck the Sam from Game of Thrones. Fuck, I need to learn this guy's name because he was good. Uh, they they made John it Bradley. Funny. Yes, John <laughs> Bradley. I the next time I say it, I'll forget it again. But yeah, they make the movie funny, and that helps.
2: Uh, you got any more thoughts, Jasmine?
1: Oh yeah. And then just, um, and then, you know, with me talking about all the walls coming down and then as the movie's going along, you really can feel the characters walls coming down. Like you see them, y- you gradually like the movie was good about that. N- not so much the pacing of the film, which the pacing of the film was fine, But the pacing of the growth in the relationship, because that's important in any kind of romance movie or rom-coms or any kind of movie that involves, I think, a romance. Well, really, you could say any movie that involves a relationship that grows between characters, that grows from one thing to another. Sometimes the pace at which the characters accept each other is not always believable. Sometimes it feels kind of like, oh, we're friends now because it's the end of the movie and we have to be friends. Mm-hmm. Or we have to love each other now because we're at the hour 37 minute point. This, I think it did a very good job of how they paced it. Like they had a, you know, they had that first interaction in in, in um going home, taking him home. And it's like, okay. And then, after that, you know, he showed up to some of her media stuff and sponsorships and stuff like that, and you see him and you see them kind of interacting, and her life seems very tumultuous, but it was still navigated well by by him the what the the franticness of what she was doing he was such a great contrast with just how calm he was or what something that he would say that would kind of make her laugh or something he would say that was still that you could tell she was kind of interested. And so as the scenes grow and they get closer to together, you really do buy that. These people are getting closer to each other. I I don't think there was ever a time, you know, so by the time where she goes to his house And decides to stay there um, and everything like that. I'm not rolling my eyes or thinking, man, this is unbelievable or man, this is way too fast. Like, man, this would never really happen or which I mean, obviously it's a movie, but I'm just saying there was some believability to that pacing. That they did. It didn't feel too fast. It didn't feel like it was happening because the script said it felt a little more earnest and genuine than that. So, yeah, just thought I'd say that at that part, too.
0: No, and I, I, I understand what you're saying with that, Justin, because one rom-com that I know a lot of people from our generation like that I don't like. And I think it's for the same reason you, you brought up with the pacing of the relationship is the movie Sweet Home Alabama. Uh, mm, yeah I, I know Heather's uh, seen it but have you seen it Justin yeah Reese Witherspoon right yes. yeah 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 like yeah, I understand yeah, that yeah, their, yeah. their relationship is based on they you know were young and got married and all this other stuff but they spend so much of that movie hating each other or at least Reese Witherspoon's character does you know by yeah. the time they turn it to where, like, she's like, oh, no, I'm still in love with him and all this other stuff, it feels just so weird.
3: Yeah. Because it's like
0: she hates him, oh, I'm in love with him. Like, those movies are the ones that feel the worst with some of this stuff, you know, because the, you don't get a good pacing with the relationship, you know? Like, I think that those are the rom-coms I tend to hate or dis I tend to not like the most are the ones where they hate each other for most of the movie. And then at the end of the movie, they're just like, Oh no, that was love the whole time.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I don't like those either. That's probably one of my least favorite rom-coms. It just doesn't work for me. I get it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's one of those
0: things like, I don't, I don't get it because you know what? I've never been like, I understand. It's like, You know, it's supposed to be that whole, oh, the difference between, you know, love and hate is very little because it's like, it's all passion. And, you know, there's those elements to it. It's the, but it's, it's to me, it's like, it's the second grade little boy, little girl, like aspect of, oh, I hit you because I like you. That's fine for second graders. I mean, I guess that's fine for second graders in the 90s. I don't think second graders should do that now. When we grew up, it was fine. Um, but it's, it's that mentality. I'm like, but you're adults. Yeah. Like I have never I the, the- once hated somebody and then been like, Oh, secretly. No, I just love them. Cause I'm an adult. I go, no, I hate them or I love them. Like it's really that easy to distinguish the two.
2: What were you going to say, Heather?
3: Oh, well, I was just going to say with like, as far as pacing of movies like that with, you know, they hate each other and then they end up really loving each other. I actually think like 10 Things I Hate About You kind of does it in a better way where it it just it works at the beginning and for the most of the movie. But the progression of them going from like. I really don't want to be around you to, Hey, actually I really enjoy being around you. I feel like they progressed that well. Um, but no, that is a better example. Yeah. 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 That's how you would pace a movie like that. And they're not really even adults. They're in the movie, they're teenagers, but that I feel like that's a better way to pace it because it's more believable of, I don't like you (laughs) at all, but you know, I grew to like you because of, these moments we had or how you were there for me for this or whatever, that is a way more believable time frame and how that progression would go in my opinion.
0: Well, it's a little different in that movie because it's like, I don't like you because I don't know you. And because of the, the rumors I've heard about you.
3: Yeah. You know? True.
0: And so it's like, Oh, as they get to know each other, they, they realize who each other is, you know, or who, who they are. And you know what I mean? So then they can develop that relationship. Like, so that, that way right. that you're right. That's a good way of doing that. And like, I think that that's why I, I don't like sweet home Alabama. Cause I'm like, they knew each other. So it's not like one of those, I don't know you. So I don't like you. They were fucking married, you know? So like, it's that aspect of, you know, I get what they're trying to do. Be like, Oh, people change. and. But then it's like the whole point of that movie was weird to me because it's like, oh, the husband changed. Like, and she realized that through the years of not being around him and all this other stuff, he's changed and he's better and that she he's now the type of guy she could love. But then they kind of regress her. She went from being that type of girl to like leaving and developing a different life and, you know, a different all this other stuff. And then she, when it comes down to it, nope, she's just the same old girl she was. So it's like yeah. you don't have any growth really in that movie because you have one character grow, one character regress. And like I said, they hate each other, but then all of a sudden they don't. Like, that's what I don't like. Whereas like in this movie, it's great because like we all knew there was going to be the scene where they separate. And then come back together. We all knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like the
1: fact that it wasn't an angry split up. Yeah. Over the top with it. It yeah. wasn't. It really
0: wasn't. You know? And it wasn't also the... It was his fears of their lives not meshing is what separated, which is realistic in that situation. You know? And I like yeah. the fact that it wasn't J-Lo going... Oh no! I still love what was it the her ex's name Esteban or something like that,
3: Bastion. So
0: yeah, Bastion. Um. Oh yeah, because it's it's Sebastian. or I don't know. Anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it
0: wasn't like Sebastián. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't like that. She's like, oh, I still love him, and I'm conflicted now. I like the fact that they didn't really do that with her. Other people thought that that's what she was going through. And to be fair, Owen Wilson also thought that that's what she was going through. But I like the fact that that's not actually what she did.
2: Yep. You know?
0: And I'm like, good for this movie. To where this hit every obvious note ever, it did avoid some. It avoided some of the tropes that make a movie like this annoying. You know. Like, if she was like, No, I'm gonna get back with Bastion, and then you know, she's out to dinner with Bastion Bastion then Rhea proposes to her, and then she's like, No, I can't. I'm in love with the math teacher. Like that <laughs> move this movie could have gone that route. And I'm very thankful yeah. it didn't.
1: There wasn't a face off between Owen Wilson and Bastion.
0: <laughs> yeah. You right. know,
1: like there wasn't some fight or face off or anything stupid like that either you know it, it did avoid a lot of those typical things that you see in a movie like this it, it avoided quite a few of them you know
0: oh yeah it, like I said it, 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 it kept the right cliches I think it just avoided the ones that are annoying um Heather, you got any more thoughts cuz you kind of said some stuff but we haven't really given you a turn.
3: Yeah, I mean, I really do think the 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 reason this movie is more enjoyable is because in a way it is a little bit more relatable as far as the characters and either their motives or their reactions to things, kind of like you guys talked about, and I did appreciate that. Like, I mean, you know, um Kat is this, you know, she's she's just this very optimistic person about love, but not in the way of because she's this famous pop star and she believes in fairy tales. She's just very much like a, you know, down to earth, hopeful that things are going to turn out to be okay type of way. And I think that that's a lot more realistic (laughs) as far as expectations that you should have about relationships and things like that and and i just i feel like they did that well with the characters in this where they they just make them a little bit more like humans like real people <laughs> and not just scripted characters for the sake of a romantic comedy um and and i think that that was the best thing that they did in this movie and why it works because of that chemistry and the connection and just the characters and how they're sort of fleshed out in a way i mean like i don't know it it just it feels like for one, it didn't really seem necessarily like their lives were about finding love, right? It just kind of, they happened in this situation. They happened to find love in the circumstance that was happening. And it wasn't like, you know, J-Lo's character was, I want revenge. I want to get back on the saddle and just try to find the next guy because I'm heartbroken. That's not what it was. I mean, in a sense, that's what she did, but that it wasn't like you feel like that was her motivation or she was doing it as like a revenge plot or something like that. You know, she just was this optimistic, like, you know what? Sometimes marriages work and I needed to try something different because whatever I was doing before wasn't working. You know, you feel like her motives for it were a little bit more genuine or, you know, ground or I guess deeper than just the, I want revenge type of thing. And I appreciated that about this movie. And I mean, even like, you know, there's something that she says in the movie in the long lines of, you know, um, you don't, you don't really just give up on love. You got to keep trying until you get it right. And I think that that was a really kind of solid thing to say about how relationships are and how love is. And, you know, he, they're having this conversation about breakups and divorces and like, him asking her like you still believe in marriage even though you've been married three times or whatever and you know and she's like yeah because you, you you just gotta you know you you don't quit on it just because it didn't work you know you gotta keep trying and I thought that was a really cool thing to kind of put in this film um and then also like <laughs> when she's kind of discussing her her breakup and her thought process with bastion you know she mentioned something to him about like you know nobody is all bad because if they were, it would be a lot easier to just get over it, you know? And I just really appreciated those like tiny little nuggets of, you know, truth sort of that they put in there because it is a basically super predictable, cheesy, but still cute rom-com, but they have some different elements that they put in about how this romantic comedy is viewing love and relationships. And even the whole scene with Owen Wilson, like when they're at the press conference and he's talking about like, well, traditionally marriage was a business exchange and you don't really see rom-coms doing that. (laughs) So I just appreciated some different elements and a different approach sort of that they took to what relationships are and how they can be formed and, you know, just the, the hopefulness of, you know, It doesn't always work, but you got to keep trying to see when it will or if it will. And I just I thought that was a really cool like way that they sort of did that in this movie. So, yeah, I mean, and even with um, the the supporting characters like Sarah Silverman's character and John Bradley. You know, John Bradley was he was funny in the role, but I mean, he wasn't supposed to necessarily be like a comic relief. I think that was more Sarah Silverman's character. But he was he had this sincerity about him, like just this believability of like he's close with Kat because, you know, that's his, you know, he's her agent and he knows her and he's always with her and he's looking out for her and he's protecting her. And you do get that side of him with this, you know, and it feels like a very sincere sort of relationship between them, kind of like you were talking about with Sarah Silverman and Owen Wilson. It's like. You know, she gives him a lot of grief. She jokes around with him, but it will come down to it. She's going to protect him because that's her friend. So just these really believable characters as like, okay, this is my friend. This is the person I care about. I want what's best for them. And so they're reacting to the choices being made based off of that. And I just thought that was a really cool way to do it. And you don't really get to see that done in a good way in a lot of romantic comedies. So I would say for me, that's what I think was what they did best in this movie.
2: No, and that's fair.
0: Like, I I think that that's one of the the big things with this movie that kind of works is the fact that honestly, the dumbest situation in this movie or the the dumbest thing in this movie really is the whole idea that she just asked a random guy to marry her from the stage.
3: Just the setup of the movie. Yeah.
0: (laughs) They did a good job of keeping everything else not dumb. Yeah. You know, like, and I think that that's what kind of makes this movie, you know, work also with all this stuff is that that's really kind of the dumbest thing they do is the dumb setup. But I like the fact that they also acknowledge it's a dumb setup.
2: You know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They do. Yeah. She's really like, is. we weren't
3: thinking. <laughs> yeah.
0: But you know, and like, cause I think her position afterwards when she's just like, well, let's just see if he will just, you know, not try to do this forever, but just like do this for a little bit as a PR thing, like we'll donate money to his math club. So it's reasonable on his end to be like, sure. I'll pretend for a little bit. Cause you need some help. I'm a good person. And I could use some money for math club. You know. So I liked those elements. That none of that was ridiculous. Like and one of the things. I, I was starting to get uncomfortable with this in this movie. Is when she was. When Owen Wilson's like. Oh you can't do anything on your own. You're so used to assistance and all this other stuff. And he's like I bet you can't do it. And all this other stuff. I was starting to get a little uncomfortable with it. Because I'm just like. Why does it just have to be her to do like to change what she does in her life. And I was starting to get a little <laughs> uncomfortable with that until she's like, okay, I'll do that. But you also have to then change what you're doing too. And like, you have to accept social media and like, and all this other stuff. Well, I know that that's not quite the same as like, Oh, getting, you know, not using your assistance or whatever, but in his life, it was a big difference. You know what I mean? Like it's a big change. Yeah. To be like, you have to do social media and all this other stuff. And to like show him that not everything is done with some of that stuff that there is some, you know, there is some you you can do some positive things with it. Maybe not, you know, all of them, but like there are some platforms you can do some positive things, you know, just by the type of content you put out there. And, if, you know, and all that stuff. And if he's just putting out inspirational, you know, math teacher stuff, you know, maybe that could, you know, inspire some little kid somewhere. And I I, I just like, I like the fact that they did reciprocate that, you know, that type of situation. Because like I said, I was just like, oh, no, don't make this whole movie about how she changes her life to become a normal person. And he doesn't change a damn thing.
3: Oh, right.
0: Like I was, I was a little worried. Yeah, that would have been bad. Yeah, I was a little worried that that's kind of the route they were going at one point. And I'm like, okay, they're not doing that. Thank God. Because, oh, that just seems like that's something they would have done in the 90s. Like, oh, a pop star yeah. gives up everything to be with this guy. Like,
3: and, and but I think it did kind of feel like it It was very in keeping with her character, too, to not fully change. Like, to admit and be humble enough to be like, okay, fine, I could change some things. But even in her, you know, press conference thing where she's like, you know, why is there these expectations and rules for women so you, at least they kind of set the tone of like why she wouldn't necessarily do that. So I think that was kind of cool too.
0: Yeah. Cause lots of movies would have made her change back in the day. Like,
2: mm.
0: but I mean, and to me, like, I think one reason why I like this movie is this movie has a lot of similarities to the, uh, the movie, Notting Hill. With Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts. Hmm. And that's one of my favorites of like the nineties
2: rom-coms, you know, like I
0: really liked that movie. And so I think with how they ended up portraying a lot of stuff later in this movie, it really kind of like hearkened back to that type of thing. And I think that that's just the the thing that's going to hit all the buttons in the world for me. So I'm like, oh. The famous person likes the not famous
2: person. That's Mm -hmm. cute. Anyway, uh, you guys got any more thoughts about this movie? No, but
3: interesting fact that I was actually seeing the other day. um, Owen Wilson or Luke Wilson have neither ever been married and they're both in their 50s. So I thought that was interesting No, because, sure. you know, especially in Hollywood. Yeah, that's not common. So, hmm. And it's not like they're, you know, not charming, you know, nice people from what I've heard in the media. <laughs> so it's interesting. But yeah.
2: Hmm. That is interesting.
3: Yeah, like for one brother, maybe, but both of them. I'm like, oh,
2: OK. Well, there you go.
0: No, yeah, that's just surprising. It was like you just always think that
2: yeah.
0: people like that are just married at some point. Right. But yeah, but that's the thing also Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson, like, you never hear anything about them outside of when they're doing a movie.
3: Yep my brother actually met luke wilson once at because they're from uh dallas and i guess luke wilson around the holidays went into the mall my brother worked at and he like i think my brother didn't necessarily think it was him he didn't want to be that person that was like hey you look just like luke wilson but then like he saw on the receipt that he signed that it was him so he was like oh i guess that really was him
2: Huh. Well, i guess
0: that adds to the fact that they seem like nice people
2: you know, like i said you don't hear yeah, anything about key. them
0: like have you ever heard anybody ever talk bad about them like it just in general like like i've never even seen like
3: yeah the the, the paparazzi
0: yeah. don't even go after them because it's like they they just don't do anything right
3: Yeah, I think the only thing that I ever at one point heard about Owen Wilson was just like his struggle with depression that he would talk about. But that's literally the only thing. Yeah, so it's like media paparazzi. They don't go after them. So that must mean something. It could just mean
0: that they're very boring people, which is fine. You know, celebrities can be boring, too. We're all (laughs) a little bit boring. You know, it just depends on what it is. Like, you know, like we've talked about before on the podcast, it's kind of sad that my life barely changed because of the pandemic. Barely. (laughs) You know, so fucking exciting. But, Mm. but that's good. I mean, I, I, you know, you always kind of want to root for people like that. That just like, yeah, just aren't terrible people. Yeah.
2: I always want them to succeed because for too long, terrible people succeeded too much. Right. But anything else, Justin, anything from you?
1: Uh, no, I think that, I think that covers, uh, everything, man. No, I'm good.
0: All right. And Heather, you're done now. Yep. All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Cinema Slayers Podcast. Check us out on the internet at www.cinemaslayers.com. Uh, Facebook, where are Cinema Slayers Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, we're Cinema underscore Slayers. TikTok, we're Cinema Slayers Pod. Uh, give us a five-star rating review. We'd really appreciate that. Apparently, you can do that in Spotify now. So uh, go do that in Spotify too. Uh, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your friends' family, tell your family's friends. And most of all, tell those dear sweet mothers. Because you know what mothers want to do? they also want to marry J. Lo because that is the most human thing you could ever want to do is marry J. Lo. So yeah. Tell them about this. Tell them about the movie, everything. Cause uh, you can see it in theaters or uh, I, I do want to throw it. You can also watch it for free on Peacock. And I say it for free, if you already pay for it. So just <laughs> not additional money. It's the money you're already spending. Um, other than that, just remember, as always in the TikToks and this podcast, just remember, according to Justin, Moon Knight is the best picture winner. Man, I don't
3: know the Somebody i to. Nobody knows anything
0: but you. All right.
3: Are you ready? Come on.
0: Cinema
1: slayers. Also, Bastion could sing. They were right about that. That fool could sing. He is a singer. His voice you know. was
3: insane. He is a musician.
0: Yeah. yeah. To be fair.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, he okay. also played the uh, what is it? The guy that uh, what's her name was supposed to marry in Encanto.
3: Yep, Mariano.
0: Yeah. Ah, that was him? Cool. Yeah. Cool. Not that he sang much in that movie, but...
3: yeah, They him. should have let him. I don't know why they didn't. His voice is insane. Eh, he just wasn't playing a big part.
0: The, the, the thing is, is, there's only like six songs in that movie.
3: True. Six epic songs, but yes.
0: <laughs> Man, I came across somebody that thinks that movie's overrated. I just don't get it.
3: Ooh, those are not even really.: cool. I have
2: watched wow. Encanto like six times. Like, because it's on yeah, Disney it's Plus now. I have watched it five times since it came out on Disney Plus.
3: And it still gets you every time?
0: Every damn time.
3: <laughs> this Same. fucking movie.
0: Oh. But it's so good. Like, it's a, it's a very cathartic emotional moments in this movie. And, like, the more I watch it, you notice some little things, too. Like, the first couple of times I watched it, I didn't realize that the the donkeys dance with Louisa during parts of her yeah. song. And then, like, yeah, like and the third or yeah. fourth time, you're like, get it, donkeys. Get it.
3: And they're just kind of randomly throughout her whole scene of singing. Like, when she's <laughs> doing the pressure at the drip. And like all the donkeys are like falling around her. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah.
0: And then Lynn Manuel Miranda fucked up and didn't submit we don't talk about Bruno for the fucking Academy Awards.
3: Oh yeah. Oh,
2: it's not in the lineup. No.
3: The uh the Spanish song is though.
0: Yeah. The uh Oh well, shoot. Yeah, but still, how mean. do you not submit We Don't Talk About Bruno? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's it's like so the, good. That's
1: like the hot ticket right now.
0: Dude, he could have just submitted all six songs and I don't think I would have been mad at the <laughs> Academy Awards if they just put all Encanto songs on there. It's just going to be right? like, one of these fuckers is going to win. You're like, that's fair.
3: Surface Pressure is my personal favorite, but Bruno is so good.
0: See, I'm, I'm very, I, I really like Isabella's song. And I think, I think that gets slept on a little too much.
3: No. And that's true. That's a good song too. I really but like her. Maybe song. I just relate more to Luis's song.
2: Man, fuck it. I'm watching Encanto tonight.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so good.
3: Since you can't find Pinocchio's revenge.
0: I, I can't find I it anywhere. Say, find Pinocchio. I'm going to have to, I'm, I'm going to have to find it possibly illegally. because just nowhere has it. Like I, I mean, cause I can't realistically buy a DVD. I don't have a fucking DVD player. This is 2022. <laughs> Who's a fuck owns
1: DVD players. Like You're right I don't I'd be screwed if I didn't have I can On, the, on my playstation but that's It <laughs> that's yeah. the only Thing I have yeah
0: <laughs> I'm like man just put That shit out there on the internet just do It like <laughs> That's my point like it's 2022 Why the fuck are you putting shit on Physical media still with some of this shit Like Like the original law and order Did you know you can only buy Digitally the last eight seasons the first 12 seasons they don't have on fucking like on digital at all I'm like why that's dumb yeah it's fucking law and order I'm like do you know how much I would put them all out there put all 20 seasons out there charge like 300 bucks you'll have some asshole like me buy it (laughs) like I'm just I'm begging them I'm
2: like let me give you my money Why do you make it hard? Same with Murder, She
0: Wrote. Murder, She Wrote's not on digital. But it's on Peacock. So you can stream all of it, but you can't buy it digitally. And I'm like, that's dumb. Let me buy it and I'll still stream it. Because I'm dumb like that. Like, I do shit like that all the time. Like I own something, but I'll watch it on a streaming service instead of the version I've already paid for. That's a very common thing for me to do because I'm
2: dumb. Like I've done that with Brooklyn Nine-Nine several times. Man, it's just now I'm getting all frustrated. This is the future. Why?
0: Like, and this is capitalism. Capitalism like how many other capitalistic societies go you know what i know you want to give me your money but i don't want to take it what the fuck kind of business strategy is that <laughs> like like why do they treat like why do they treat this shit like you know how you know how like sometimes you might go out with your friends to eat or something like that and you might buy your friend dinner and they're like, oh, let me pay you back. And you're like, oh, no, don't worry about it. And they're like, no, no, let me pay you. And you're like, no, don't like, why are they treating movies like that? Where you're like, hey, let me give you money. And they're like, no, no we don't want your money. And you're just like sitting there thinking, but I can't get what I want. If you don't let me give you money, give me, give you me the money. Ugh, anyway. Yeah, I'm watching a Kanto now. But this weekend, I promise you, Justin, this weekend, I will put forth effort to find Pinocchio's Revenge. I really hope you find it. I I know I can buy it on DVD for $7. But then the problem is, how much does a DVD player? Because I don't have one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we could going to have to spend $60 on a DVD player also to watch this if I'm going to do that I might as well because I know the Murder She Wrote box set's like 100 bucks. I might as well buy that too then if I'm buying a DVD player alright let's, right, let's just look this up real quick $7.99 oh with Prime Delivery how the fuck can I get this with Prime Delivery but it's not on a fucking <laughs> streaming service. dvd player well they got some cheap ones there's a dvd player going for $80 in 2021 who in the fuck why a hundred dollars there's a hundred dollar dvd player still
2: who the fuck
0: pays these prices
2: Like, does that DVD
0: player also rip it and put it in iTunes for you? Like, fuck. All right, I might end up spending 30 bucks to get this. Because <laughs> I might have to buy a DVD. Man, this DVD player comes with fucking composite cables. My new TV doesn't have fucking composite jacks. What the fuck is this?
3: <laughs> oh,
1: God. <laughs> I mean you have to buy it, man. I mean look at the look at the tagline. Evil comes with strings attached.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, that's the
0: greatest
2: thing I've ever
1: heard. <laughs> what even was the nineties? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, there's an article
0: from two twenty sixteen in defense of Pinocchio's revenge from coming
3: somebody watched and oh, went God. I
0: need to defend
3: this <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is only making you want to watch this movie more
0: it really is
3: <laughs> that um, tagline though
0: apparently there's a blu-ray version of it that's at least slightly more appropriate
3: can you find it on youtube or something
0: (laughs) i might uh, that's probably where i'm going to end up watching is youtube i guarantee there's some version of it with gray bars on the side to throw off youtube's fuck that nobody's actually trolling youtube for pinocchio's revenge for copyright violations (laughs) (laughs) nobody gives a fuck if it's on youtube
3: i hope we get a follow-up on this next week (laughs) Vern troyer is fucking pinocchio
2: Oh, my God. I
0: can't believe that. What? I I forgot about that. No, he's it's it's because he is like, it's all puppet. But like, yeah, he's the. The guy in the suit, essentially. Some other guy, Dick Beals does the voice, though. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you would have like, I don't think you would have ever seen Vern Troyer to go. Oh, fuck. That's Vern Troyer. But. He is credited as Pinocchio.
2: Oh my God! Evil. Uh, that's what it says right here. Evil comes with strings attached.
1: Man, this one guy says you can get it on laser disc. Laser disc. <laughs> Laser disc, man, oh, man! I haven't heard that 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 in a while. Laser disc.
2: Oh my god! Oh man! All right, I'm out.